Hi, everyone. This is Ronnie with Everything Virtual. Uh, today, we have a couple of very special guests with us. We have uh, the Pardo brothers, Jonathan and Steve Pardo are with us, as well as Damon. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. No, really appreciate it. And I know, uh, I mean, Damon was the one that made the introduction. I know that I, I, I think he ran into Steve at a, a, a VR after party uh, at GDC a couple years ago. I, I don't know if you guys want to talk about uh, what you were doing there, because I know sure. you were, I, I, I know what you were showing off was pretty eye catching. So, and I, I know that's how kind of Damon ran into you, but. That's a good question. What were you doing there? <laughs> yeah, what, what were you doing? I, I didn't know what I was doing there. Yeah, it was sort of leading, our, our, our project was actually leading up to that point. That was sort of like, okay, we're going to reveal it and see what the world thinks about it. And as almost like a, like a dare to ourselves like we're gonna make this ridiculous saxophone game and then show it at maybe the most interesting vr mixer at gdc let's see <laughs> you know alongside google and you know vive and and anyway but yeah so so we got a cool booth uh, at a good spot got a lot of traffic um this is at the, the 2019 um gdc vr mixer Mm -hmm. at, I can't remember the name of the at, of the club, but it was a pretty nice space, a really mm -hmm. nice space. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we got a great spot, got a lot of traffic, um, a lot of noteworthy uh, people playing our game. And uh, to the delight of of me, and then you know, relaying the information to my brother, uh, a lot of a lot of great feedback, and most people were really enjoying and having a ball with it. So like, um, it was really reaffirming. And and, and at mm -hmm. the time. Um, me and my brother were kind of like, this just might be all we do, right? Like just show it off at this, at this mixer and have a good time and put it up on Twitter. But it ended up being like, uh, oh, okay. So we should, we should make the saxophone game. We should really. So, so yeah. For, so, so for people out there that, that aren't familiar with your backgrounds, uh, you guys have backgrounds in, in music, in the gaming space, as well as VR. So if you could kind of talk a little bit about how you started out with all of those kind of, you know, seemingly disparate um, interests and somehow found a way to, to meld them all together. Yeah, it's um, both Steve and I have backgrounds in music. That's where we got our start. Um, Steve, I mean, when he was a kid, uh, he would always say that he's going to be uh, making music for video games. So he has accomplished his goal. Um, I think I wanted to be a jazz singer doing scat in some crappy club. I didn't <laughs> accomplish that goal, but I think that we're in a better place than <laughs> I would have been scatting. Um, but yeah, we both uh, went to music school. Um, Steve was at University of Miami. I was at Berkeley. And uh, I got uh, a job at this video game company, Harmonics Music. Um, they make Rock Band, Dance Central, a bunch of other good games. And so when I started there, dropped out of college as a good Berkeley student does and uh, stuck with it and made a whole career in game development, was there for over nine years um, and got Steve a job there within the first year that I was there. So he and I were making games together um, there and have been ever since. That was, what, 2009. Yeah, um, okay. So yeah, tons of tons of games in that time, um, tons of fun experiences, uh, figuring out how to be a game developer and making it a career for both of us. Um, I was mostly in the QA world, QA lead on games like Rock Band VR and um, other Rock Band titles, uh, Beatniks, which I was QA lead and audio lead, uh, which is a funny music pet game uh, where everything is about music, but you're making this little monster creature. Um, so yeah, that for my background, it was, you know, lots of lots of good experiences being a, I was a, um, a lead, a product owner on Fantasia, which was an amazing connect game, um, which everybody remembers <laughs> the long lived use of connect <laughs> yeah. um, i was gonna say i remember when the game was launched and uh, that's part of the thing that's kind of a little bit difficult about some of those games when you use the peripherals it's like mm -hmm. it, when yeah. the peripherals are still are still alive and kicking it's easy to jump in. but like 
it, you have to mm -hmm. find those things nowadays in order to experience the game. So, yeah, it is one of, I mean, connect is like, you can see what people were trying to do. It was like the pre VR um, yeah. experience of you are the controller. And we always made fun of it, but it was like, it was pretty unique in how successful it was mm -hmm. and making you feel like you were controlling a world. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think the more we've looked back at Fantasia, we kind of wish we could just like do something like that again, but in VR. Yeah. Um, so Steve and I, you know, we've we've done a lot of really unique um, music experiences over time, and a few on the side as well um, for ourselves. And so the first venture that we did to get out of um, out of AAA world and make something on our own a little bit indie was this uh, title called Circle. Um, it's kind of a meditative um, music experience that you get to interact with um, shapes and different uh, different um, portals that you can enter. And it's really this, this fun and calming music experience where you get to create the soundtrack and the visuals are around you changing with it. And it's a lot of people when they're playing it, they just stop the interaction and just sit in what they get to that that they've made up until that point. So those are the kind of things that we started with when we wanted to say, okay, what do we want to make by ourselves? And we demoed that a lot and had some really um, good feedback on it. Um, <laughs> and then Steve and I had this idea for a saxophone <laughs> VR game, and we we're like, that beautiful meditative experience is great, but let's pause on that and make saxophone. <laughs> and we had a legit conversation one day in the park eating lunch where we made that decision that saxophones where the money is. Uh, and, and ever since then, we've been hyper-focused on making saxophone a reality. Well, and I could tell just from like looking at, at at Steve's like I added you both to Twitter before you know jumping onto the call, and I, I noticed saxophones are are a prevalent theme on a lot of your <laughs> your, your 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 social media pre yeah. <laughs> presence. So. Our branding is really strong. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, 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 what was it about saxophones in particular that kind of jumped out at you as something that could potentially work in VR? Uh, oh yeah, I think I, I think that like I mean I'll let Jonathan sort of answer the fun part of that question. But as far as like our um, interest in saxophone in particular, I started playing saxophone as like you know fifth grader and took it really 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 seriously. Went to school for it. That was what I got my undergraduate degree in. Hmm. Um, but Jonathan was an excellent saxophone player too, all throughout grade school and high school. He won the Louis Armstrong Award. Miss Delaney said I was even better than Steve was which, in, eight, in eighth grade. So <laughs> that's why my Twitter handles first chair sax. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> we both know. Uh, so, but you know, it, like uh, I still play saxophone, right? Professionally. And I, I mean, I, one of the reasons I moved to Nashville is because I wanted to engage with it and at like, you know, more, uh, and more like, uh, live concert kind of way and playing in sessions, uh, which is something that I, I sort of put on ice while I was living in Boston. Um, and then COVID happened, right? So now I don't get to do any, <laughs> any more live performances. <laughs> um, but yeah, like when Jonathan had this idea for the saxophone interaction, and I'll hand over the mic to saxophone because it, it it blew me away. And I was like, we have to, we have to make this. Yeah, it was. So I was holding the, the Oculus touch controllers in my hand. And uh, there was one moment where I was using the triggers and I just kind of took a second and looked at it and went like this. And I was just like, this is how you play saxophone. You use these <laughs> fingers in this exact same orientation. And if I, all I do is hold it like this, I am playing saxophone. And for, Anybody else that would have been like, uh, oh, that's a dumb thing. For me, it was like, this is amazing. I'm going to go tell Steve about it. And Steve, to his credit, was more amazed about it than I was. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, whatever this is, we're making this. And so we both agreed that we were making a saxophone game. And from that point on, it was like figuring out what it was. Um, so uh, it, it started as just this okay, it's going to be goofy. It's going to be fun. Everybody knows saxophone is just a funny instrument. Like, I think that, like, culturally, we all agree. Saxophone is funny, and it's serious, mm -hmm. and it's beautiful, but it's funny. Yeah, like, I mean, you have, like, John Coltrane at the yeah. one end of the spectrum, like, the most mm -hmm. sincere, serious, spiritual musician of all time, you know, uh, 
you know, subjectively speaking, of course. And then you have like, you know, David Sanborn, Kenny G, you know, um, sure. what's his name? Uh, the the SNL character. John yeah, Hamm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, just right. like 80s, like silliness. So the fact you have so much room, like like uh, mood and vibe to play with. And, and, so and, much and, character. I, and I feel like there's a lot of showmanship too, just in terms of what you're able to do while, while expressing yourself yeah. on a saxophone. That yeah. seems like it'd be a lot and, of fun. When I, I remember walking up to, to at the mixer and I, and I don't remember the name of the club either, but it's a mixer for GDC. The big thing was, is everyone there was very serious. And I know right. it's a serious thing. Like you have what you've been working on. Everyone there is trying to pitch to every person that walks in there, oh, this is this is it. This is the next piece of hardware. This is the next VR game. And then Steve this is there, and he's absolutely not serious. He's like this. He, the first thing he did when I walked up, he was like, "This is a joke. This is just a goof. This means that's why nothing. Steve's that's why Steve's the this head of marketing." Nothing. <laughs> and we had spent days at this point going up to rebooth, and everything is very serious, and everyone's very solemn, and just like. We've been spending four or five years on this thing, and and we don't know what's gonna. But here, play it, try our thing, try our thing, which we're happy to do. But after a long day and about four drinks, let's four or five drinks that were free, <laughs> um, he, he comes up and he's like, "Just try this out." And I was, I was just like, "This is great. This is this is amazing." <laughs> and like we were saying with the controls, it was it was so genius. I, I couldn't believe it was the most original control scheme i'd ever seen used for the touch controllers because it was and i don't play saxophone i've never i saw it when i was in band but like i've never played but it was just so and it's only the like what's funny is you had the cv1 rift and it was just like it was almost kind of made for it yeah it made sense mm -hmm. and you even had it to where if you let off on fingers that are higher then it makes like a funny sound which I guess that's that's like a real saxophone. Right? We 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 are leaning. We are trying to guide you towards playing the saxophone in a very authentic way. So that's what I was curious because 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 yeah. I unfortunately I didn't get a chance to play it there. I had to leave before. Uh, like literally as he was playing it is when mm -hmm. I think I was on my way out. And I remember like that night later leaving and talking to Dan and Damon just couldn't stop talking about how fun it was. <laughs> awesome. yeah. like, so Everything it was definitely else. like, like out of, like... yeah, out of a lot of the things that were kind of a blur, like from GDC yeah. week and just trying so many different things, like right away when he reminded me that, Oh, Hey, like uh, uh, Steve Pardo, he's the guy that had the saxophone demo at GDC. Like it immediately like, Oh yeah, mm. I totally like, even though I hadn't had a chance to play it, it was such a unique thing that oh, just, sure. like i remembered it instantly from when he was describing it and, and best it, swag award ever for any <laughs> oh that's right i forgot about that yeah best what swag ever it? what was it because news yeah. right yeah yeah i was because i was like little saxophone because it was little saxophone. <laughs> yeah it just said saxophone it was like yeah, I, I demoed it um a few months later at uh pax east and following steve's lead i i brought a bunch of like inflatable saxophones and they were also a hit of that party <laughs> but I, I yeah i think what you're saying about it is being unique is like the only reason we think it's unique is because the baseline of where this came from was Steve and I are both saxophone players. This feels like a saxophone interaction. Mm -hmm. And from there, it's just like, you just got to make it fun. Mm -hmm. So, so the work was done for us. Like the way that the controllers have been designed, did the work for us to make this like, feel like you're actually playing saxophone. And I think that's one of the hard things with VR is, um, you have this idea of how you're going to create a world. And then from there, how do you interact with it? And that's, you know, from the, in the, since the early days of VR, it's always been like, how do you interact with things? How do you, whether it's, you know, how do you move around the space? How do you grab things? Um, what's the UI like? Like for us, it was like, this game already exists. The, the gameplay of mm -hmm. I input in this way and it makes sense to me and it feels like I'm actually doing it. That was like so easy to accomplish that the rest of it has been so much fun for us to like figure out like things like narrative and things like world building and do exist gameplay. Yeah. Um, those are all just like additional things to make it feel full and rich. 
And it's been fun for us to figure out, okay, this started as this goofy thing that we thought maybe one or two people would like, and we've demoed it a few times, and we've gotten some real appreciation for it as if it's a real thing. So we've kind of pivoted from like Steve's initial pitch, which was completely legitimate of this is a joke, stop taking it seriously, to like, yeah. this could be something that people enjoy, yeah. people that aren't saxophone players. And that's what we thought is like, this is a game for us. This is a game for saxophone players that are in the VR world, probably a pretty niche market. <laughs> um, but we've been able to discover everybody, every you know, just like any other music experience, everybody resonates with music. And so what we've been able to do is, okay, let's make what saxophone is in music, the thing. So saxophone in pop music. So let's like make a rip off to careless whisper. And that's one of the songs in one of the worlds. Um, <laughs> bebop, like let's make a small club that you're playing into a bunch of bebop jazz fans, um, free jazz, which most people hate. Um, <laughs> let's make it, let's, let's give you that experience of what it feels like to play in a free jazz club with three people in the audience. I want like, to put in a request, uh, John Cusack in better off dead. Yeah. He, I mean, I mean, it's, Done. pleasure, but I'm I mean that's it. a great text. Quick question, great like something that you know kind of jumped at me when you're discussing kind of how you came up with some how you had to try to find gameplay ideas and narrative to go along with the experience of playing the saxophone. Mm -hmm. it, generally speaking, this is probably like a, a like a problem that you have to deal with in all. Uh, rhythm and music games just across the board. But I was kind of curious what you guys have figured out as far as like how to how to meld kind of the free like ad lib kind right. of nature of sax uh, of playing a saxophone in VR mm -hmm. in particular. And I, I know Rock Band VR kind of exper uh, experimented with that a little bit more than, you know, some of the traditional console right. uh, music rhythm games. But mm -hmm. yeah, just, just kind of curious how you've, Kind of how you kind of see the the rhythm games kind of moving more to like user control and, and that sort of thing. I'll I'll definitely say that like that problem hasn't been solved by any stretch of the imagination. It's an incredibly hard game design problem. Like leaving creativity up, you know, like like making a creative interaction that yeah. there that therefore has to be judged by by the rules of a of a game with rigidity. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, at Harmonics, we certainly have tried it. There are others that have tried it. It's like um, to varying degrees of success and some more than others. But um, I think with, with saxophone in particular, um, I, I, we, we definitely see it as so, 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 you know, saxophone in of itself has become sort of an on rails comedy experience where you're <laughs> sort of um, nice, you know, we're, we're sort of like feeding you this story and there's, there is gameplay in there and there is like interaction and, and creativity, like for sure. sure. All yeah. of that is there, yeah. but, but the, the main guiding force with saxophone is the story leading okay. you now through these different interact, these different experiences. Um, but sort of, you know, just like touching all the things that Jonathan was saying, all the things yeah. we, we think is funny and, and hilarious and sincerely cool about saxophone. Like, so, so the gameplay is there, and it serves a purpose in the story, sure. um, which I won't get into too deeply. But like, because we don't want you know, spoilers here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but like the the gameplay tries to leave the the creativity alone, okay. and just asks you, "Hey, do this thing Got in, a, it. in a funny way." And if I you like, do that, yeah, you know that, what I mean. That sounds like a really cool approach, particularly in VR. Because I feel like VR gives you the opportunity to kind of be in like the shoes of the performer in a, in a way that's different from like a traditional console. Like with with a with a normal console rhythm game type experience, I'd say it's probably more like the player with the music and the instrument that's mm -hmm. kind of the interaction. Mm -hmm. Whereas in VR, you also get to be in in that space and in that world a little bit more. So yeah. so I kind of like. I, I think that's a really smart approach. Yeah, I think that one thing that Steve and I wanted the gameplay to do is to reinforce how you use the instrument. Right. Like, because w it is it is like on the baseline, like we've said, like there's these triggers on the back and that's the way that you interact with it, much like a saxophone. But we've 
expanded on that in ways that you can add vibrato by shaking it and you can mm -hmm. you can scoop with your right joystick to scoop up into the note and all of those things when you know how to do them make it feel like you're really controlling the instrument yeah, yeah. and you can really get into the music that you're playing and so for somebody like steve who built this thing he can legitimately play an amazing saxophone solo and so you're cool. just you can just stand back in amazement and then if you hand it to a novice obviously they're not going to be able to do that so sure. the gameplay is trying to train you how to play the instrument over time in a very passive way that like steve said is actually included into the narrative in a really funny and bizarre way um ha which... have you thought have you thought of putting anything in the game that could like for people that might be interested in learning a little bit more of those nuances to kind of at least get a, a feel for it or i think that's what jonathan was what he was starting to say yeah. like at like the game starts where we're, we're reinforcing some very fundamental things that you you know like play slow or fast or play high or play low and yes. then as you go like the second level it's asking you a few other okay. expressive things okay and then okay. by the third level it's like asking you some fairly difficult I mean, again, like what yeah. we're not doing and we, sure. we never sought out to do is have it be like a beat match um, or or like a rhythm game kind of thing. Like yeah. I, there are there are other games doing that and all the credit to them. But like sure. we didn't feel like trying to force the player to play licks or to because sure. like we don't we don't want people to think like, I don't know how to play saxophone. I'm going to fail at this game. Mm. Um, yeah. But okay. we yeah, wanted people. But we wanted people who sort of were interested yeah. in learning the saxophone to have the freedom to like go there and like. No, that sounds super exciting. Yeah, no, this, well, this it's a lot this, more accessible. Much, yeah, it's a lot more accessible because I'm like, uh, I just want to look cool. I want to hold yeah. it. I want to feel like I'm in the, in the '80s, or or I just want to look cool and I want to music <laughs> and whatever. Just like it. the classic thing that kids say, I want to look cool. Hand me a saxophone. Cool. Where's the saxophone? saxophone? I want to look cool. Give me a virtual <laughs> saxophone. I look right. Yeah, in VR. Give me a saxophone. Wanna, no one can see. I want to look. No cool. one can see while I while I. Hey, <laughs> not, not, not to mention adding the headset to it. Just make a headset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing this. It's like you're wearing uh, sunglasses. <laughs> like the but, biggest dorkiest sunglasses. Like oh, what what man. you said. What you said though, and it made me sound a little bit like it's not. I'm okay with games not being easy. Like it seems like now, and maybe you guys can talk about this. It seems like there's a lot of hand holding in games now. And if a game's sixty bucks, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you're gonna finish it. You yeah. put in the you put in the tw the twenty two hours. You'll get to the end, and you'll die maybe once or none. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But the skill level, like I'm okay with games now having more of a skill level. Right. It's VR games. There, a lot of them. You know, you're doing them in shorter sessions. But it's okay if it's harder. I'm, I'm, I, I think that's an okay thing. Well, and depending again, like, like what we're what we're trying to do right now at the, this stage in development, we are we are at like a we want to have we want to prepare for a release so that people can actually get their hands on this thing and and double double down reinforce the things that we're assuming people are enjoying about this game, mm -hmm. and and then from there take it to you know a full game experience. But right now we're just trying to release something that's like small, tight executes yeah. on all these things we're talking about and and like get people you know having fun with saxophone and generating content yeah. or just you know having fun or asking us to make more you know i mean this, this yeah what i platform, mean this what platform are we talking about is it only quest currently that you're going towards is, is that was that a pivot um or rift yes rift quest quest nine we're 90 percent of the way there just okay, some okay. Te technicalities we have to yeah, work yeah. out sure um vive um, we had not been, we have not been planning on shipping on Vive and we probably mm -hmm. won't do that. We probably won't ship the demo on the Vive and then we'll just see what happens after that. You know? How, okay. how would that work? Um, yeah, I was curious how does, about that. here, give me two seconds. Let me, uh, just two seconds on the, on the Vive. <laughs> He's probably going to go grab some controllers. Yeah. Just curious. Like how you would, yeah. how do no. we, with the, not. with vibe wands does, is it even possible that's that's why we're we're sort of like so there eh. is there is that side button on the vibe right yeah um, okay so we could we, we actually have looked at it and thought about it and it, so it totally is possible it's yeah. it's i think it's like a very similar it's not i mean the nice thing about the touch controller is they're both um triggers 
Um, yeah. And and so they both feel like valves on a saxophone, which yeah. the feel of the valve is what you really want when you're playing this game. Yeah, um, but that doesn't mean that we couldn't port it to the valve. It definitely is. Okay. Uh, and the, other, the last question, index. Would, would it, does yeah. an index controller allow you? I'll feel that index. one. Okay. Uh, so, so, oh, you mean, are you talking about like, so you get the, the, well, the they got knuckles. Will, will a knuckles, knuckles yeah. Here again. The knuckles sorry. controller with the, because, are... yeah, because the grip is more, it's, it's your actual grip that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, like, shitty controller, but I, I, I think, I think that, I think that you can for sure do it, but again, like, the tactile feeling of the uh, two buttons. Yeah, that was the big on deal. both. It's like it's like okay. Again, like my uh, there was an initial hesitation when Jonathan brought up the idea of of the touch controllers as a saxophone because it's like, well, they only have two. And I, I don't know for for any of you woodwind players out there, there is three, one, two, three, one, mm -hmm. two, three, and there's all these things with your pinky. And mm -hmm. me being the saxophone purist. I'm just like I don't know, but then <laughs> but then I realized. Well, you know, we sort of realized. Sorry, like like oh, a pentatonic scale. That's all you need. Like, and you can do an F sharp minor pentatonic scale with mm. you know two 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 uh, uh, triggers on on two hands, which for most people is mm -hmm. going to be what they want because mm -hmm. you you can play any note on a pentatonic scale as long as the songs um, harmonically line up, which we mm -hmm. can do that. We can write our own songs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's all people are going to need to make expressive sounding music out of a saxophone. I mean, of if course, it, the saxophone VR subreddit community is pissed at us for not <laughs> adding it's, a it's third just, yeah. touch button. It's a dumpster fire of just hate and vitriol. Yeah, yeah. I will they, say that we are shipping with a pro mode, so we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> you you yeah. guys aren't developing your own saxophone VR controller? Like, that's Don't not think something I haven't. that's on the... Don't think yeah. I haven't thought about it, Ronnie. <laughs> Quest does have that finger tracking thing, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, true. yeah. It's it's true. True. Figure out where your fingers are at. Um, I had one other really big thing I was thinking about, and maybe it just left me because I, I laughed. And, uh, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> laughed no, it out. But um, is it, uh, as far as songs go, are you, is the song, I don't want you to give anything away, but is there, I know you said you have certain moods, certain things you want to hit. Is it going in and making a song that, kind of sounds just like the song you want i'm sure it's not licensed music but it's we want to have an 80s saxophone rift so right. this is a song that has kind of an 80s feel the 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 environment makes me feel like i'm in the 80s or 90s or current day or r&b or whatever it is yeah i, I mean we can tease the storyline a little bit the the original well, plot um actually is that you you start at the top you're the top of your game and what that top of the game is is a huge club with a big rock pop band playing Careful Wishbird, which is the Careless Whisper ripoff. Um, <laughs> from there, there's motivation. If you're going to get better, what you need to do is go back to the roots of saxophone. You need to play jazz. You need to play bebop. You need to play free jazz. And you need to go lower and lower and lower. And that's really what we've called it is like the very common... Uh, music game narrative is a rise to fame and we've mm. called it the fall to fame. Mm. Like you already are at the top, but you don't know how to play saxophone, like really <laughs> play saxophone. So the idea is like the, the music actually gets more and more complex as you um, go through the game. Of course, the clubs that you're playing at are getting smaller and smaller and smaller uh, because nobody cares about free jazz. So like the fact that you can play it, sure, extremely impressive, but mm. nobody wants to listen to it. So, you know, that's that's kind of where we started. And from there, there's a, a funny, just dark subplot that we've, <laughs> we've been inspired by, like, you know, the David O'Reilly's of the world that, that can kind of balance funny and scary and bizarre and sweet and heartfelt. And so we try to like do that throughout this game um, in really quirky ways that I won't give away, but um, it, it does influence the music choices that we have for each level as well. I, I'm in my cool. head. I'm thinking you win the game, the camera flips around. There's one person, <laughs> there's one person in, in the club. 
You're not very far. <laughs> I did it. I got it. I did it. I'm at the bottom. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so I, I know you guys have kind of expanded the scope of what you were intending from the beginning. Um, are, are you starting to see kind of a finish line as far as when you think this might be ready or at this point you're, you're still not a hundred percent sure. Um, we we initially planned on summer 2019, so I think we're uh, late. Um, but <laughs> I, 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 I we're think still that, second to that though. Yeah, we're still. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we we, uh, we after again, like after the the couple of uh, mixers and and you know, uh, you know, experiments that uh, that we sort of lobbied at the world with the saxophone and uh, the the seemingly amount of success, we we decided to sort of to continue working on something that. We weren't like we, we we didn't see it as a like the initial release isn't going to be like a joke. It's going to yeah, be like yeah. you know this is a sincere we care about this thing and, for sure. Yeah. So so um, we uh, work okay. So we have this a couple friends who maybe you guys know. Um, you guys familiar with the the company Drool? They make like Thumper. Um, um, I, I'm familiar with Thumper, but I haven't spoken with the devs before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They're, yeah. We're, we're fairly close with them. Um, okay. And uh, they are, their sort of like methodology was just like, um, you know, keep working on it as long as you can and release it when you're ready and don't feel any pressure. Mm. And, and I think, I think because me and Jonathan, which is so funny to say this, we care a lot about this thing. Yeah. We're sort of taking that approach with this and we keep, we, so we're working like weekly on this thing and adding new features um, all the time. And we're yeah. kind of just leveling up what it currently is um, as we go. And we just, we've gotten to a point where we technically could release it, but I think we would just want to wait until like, so, so right now um, we're definitely at that, at that place where we're working on visual fidelity sure, um, and refining gameplay and bugs, okay. but we're, but we're still, I, I still don't feel great. And I, I think Jonathan would agree about like trying to set like a date um, sure, sure, sure. You know, I, I, it's a, you know, it, it might be this year. I, I hope it's this year, but it, it could be next year. Sure. Um, when, yeah, we're when trying to get it out as soon as possible. Hopefully by end of year, I think is, you know, a, a legitimate and reasonable goal for us at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. I, I'm excited to play it from just hearing how you guys are describing it. Like, it definitely sounds, for me, one of the coolest parts of VR is that you do get to try so many different types of things. Like, it's not really just, there's no one traditional VR game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, it it really lets you be and try all kinds of different things. Yep. And I have not played anything that sounds remotely like this before. So, <laughs> I, like, in a, in a really, like, cool way. Like, I'm really genuinely excited to, to, to play it. I, so. I awesome. think VR, VR players yeah. were kind of, like, a lot more open. I think, I think the general VR community is just a lot more mm. open because... In 2016, 2017, tons of wild stuff came out. Yeah. And so everybody was like, well, if you want to play something, you got to try this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And, and just kind of put aside the old genres and like the the, stere- the the stereotypical games that always had to fit in a certain space and and go. And VR is just like, no, whatever you want it to be. There's no yeah. way. It feels like the, the, the VR landscape has changed from, okay, you're making a standard game and now it's in VR, mm-hmm. uh, which then you have like all of these design hurdles ahead of you to try mm-hmm. to port something that is a standard console game to a VR experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the rules are just so different that you just can't start there. You really have to start with what is something that would go- feel good in VR. And, yeah. and for us being on a stage, um, holding uh, an instrument, that maps extremely well to the controllers you're using mm-hmm. is is kind of a no-brainer. And it, so very quickly, I mean, the first day that Steve and I worked on this, um, within six hours maybe, we had a prototype that was actually playable on a fake 360 uh, picture that I found of, uh, of Concert Hall. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. And it was like, we were amazed that how quickly we were able to make something go from non-existent to fun. So that from there, it's just been like even more fun for us to figure out, okay, how else can we interact with this world? How else can we gamify this experience without affecting the experience too much? Um, Mm -hmm. We don't want to distract from what at the core is just a really unique tool uh, that's, 
that's, you know, if you added too many layers, you could obstruct that and lose the sense of fun that's in playing an instrument. So we've, we've been able to make a lot of unique, unique decisions that are VR friendly to give this uh, a real good life. Is this a release for Oculus? Is this, is this targeted to be an Oculus release, like on the Oculus storefront? It'll, it'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's our goal. I mean, not that we have any established like partnerships yeah, yet. Sure, sure. It's just like that's that's been our going plan. Um, yeah. No, and like you guys were saying, I mean, I I feel like the the buttons on the touch controllers in particular really do have that kind of valve feel to them, like in terms of how they how they kind of hinge a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 really perfect for that, and it's nice that they've like despite the fact that there have been some hardware changes from what it sounds like when you started the project versus where we are now that those things have still made, stayed true on totally. all the Oculus platforms. So, Yeah, I, I was. I don't remember when it was. It was maybe a couple of years ago where they said, like, the touch controller is, like, our plan for a while, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. there might be other technology that comes in and out, but, like, we feel like this is the medium at which we can we can really make a lot of experiences just with these touch controllers, which is um, that yeah. gave us a lot of, you know, all right, good. Yeah. Like no, and that's I, I mean, it, talking to you guys, too, it makes me realize sometimes I mean, it, there's a nice abstractness to having the button placement versus just have like I love my my valve index controllers, but because of, of how specific that input is, sometimes it's nicer to just have buttons that you yeah. can just kind of map to different things and it it gives people more flexibility to, to experiment. So I mean that's that's yeah, one yeah. thing that I really love about the the touch controllers. So. And just four years ago, like if you tried to decide one thing or another, 80%, 50% of your market was just like gone. Mm -hmm. Now that there's mm -hmm. now that there's so many quests out there, now that there's so many rift ests, it's like you can make these decisions now and it won't kill your potential marketplace. There's right. still just ridiculous amounts of people that mm -hmm. have the quest that have the rift s that have the cv1 that how that are installed so it's yeah i think it's a lot you know it's less yeah. risky yeah and, and again like we're not we, we're not really in at the point where we care so much about um like mass market like Sure. Uh, in like sheer number of people it's just like are the people that are playing it enjoying it yeah and is this something that that, that human beings want out of their vr kit and if so yeah. if it's working then we can take it to the next level heck me we can talk about vibe you know what i mean it's like yeah, then we yeah. can start going down that that rabbit yeah. hole yeah and yeah. and you know the, the other this is just sort of a sort of long big picture chat now like this is the tip of the iceberg of what me and jonathan are excited about making mm -hmm. um it's so if this gets proven that it's it you know it's it answers not just what saxophone could be but what you know what we're hoping to do for the foreseeable future could be like a, a the next big thing yeah, yeah. um <laughs> oh so, yeah it's like a lot is riding on this not <laughs> this not, joke not game. Not Come on, saxophone. Yeah. Are there different not, saxophones in the no. game? What was what, the one you held up? What kind of saxophone is that? Uh, it's an alto. Alto. Um, we went. We went the David Sanborn route. Phil Woods, Classic. Charlie Parker, Ornette Charlie Coleman Parker. route. Yep. Um, so is there more than is the is do you have a you know what is it all the different there's there's so many different you have probably 12 saxophones that you own of all different kinds it's a is content there... it's just a content thing so like okay. we could very easily make more but like okay. if that doesn't fit within our sure. like just vision of what this needs to be at the on the outset but like for sure like there's no there's no reason we couldn't have a flute clarinet tenor berry saxophone whatever you know that's yeah. I, I wanted i wanted to pivot just a tiny bit because i know we've you know narrowly focused on on saxophone and how you guys have have gotten involved in that project in particular i'm just kind of curious because i know i know when you guys were 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 at other studios uh you had you know specific kind of niche roles in, in those larger companies mm -hmm. now that you guys have been on your own developing a game it sounds like it, mostly between both of you or are there other, how many members of the team are there? Do you know, could you? So it's the two of us right now. And okay. we, we have reached out to a few folks uh, to support us in the past, um, engineers, sure. artists, et cetera. And we're definitely going to need to expand um, sure. to make this finished product. So we're already kind of assessing what kind of a team makeup we would want. To yeah. Support us there. Um, 
I mean, to Steve's credit, as an audio-focused human being, he's coded and engineered basically the entire game. And wow. he and I have been splitting the duties of making everything. So designing and find and creating the content, um, the saxophone that you are playing, the the actual samples is that Steve. Um, so, you know, we've taken on a huge amount of work for ourselves. And I think right now we're at that point where we're saying, okay, how do, how do we need to grow? Yep. Um, okay. What team members do we need to add? Um, because if we really want to make it a polished experience, we're going to have to do uh, bring in other folks. Neither of us are even close to an artist. So sure. <laughs> that's probably the place that we need the most. So any artists out there that want to contribute to the greatest saxophone experience in the virtual reality <laughs> world, uh, you know where to <laughs> go, partofbrothers.com, hit us up. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a two-man show at this moment and we've we've been having so, lots of so, fun working on yeah, it. Yeah, so, so how much of the, of the VR development side did you guys really have under your belt before you started the pro like, I'm just kind of curious how you kind of, cause I, I can't imagine, you know, picking all that stuff up from the beginning. If I, if I didn't, uh, just kind of curious how, how you guys. I mean, again, like Jonathan said, like, like we have sort of our unique disciplines that, sorry, yeah. but so like, I was definitely, I, I still sort of am an, an audio person uh, first. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for, as far as working in game audio, that's, I've, I've been doing that since I started at harmonics. Um, but then it's, I've really sort of, you know, picked my battles with the rest of it, yeah. um, with coding and just general VR design. Uh, I started doing that sort of maybe I want to say five or six years ago. Um, just like making a little, um, just coding in general, doing C, C, C sharp in, um in unity sorry my lights just randomly turned off oh um, no you're you're so fine <laughs> um alexa light on yeah there we, go. there we go nice um so but like yeah i i've really only had the interest in working on any project like outside of audio for stuff that me and my brother have been working on so i yeah. i learned through projects so a, a lot of the skills if you want to call them skills i'm still i'm definitely a noob when it comes to eng stuff so don't <laughs> call me an engineer ever but you know like like that experience has really only just been because of the stuff that me and jonathan work on together he's like yeah i want to do a vr game that has this awesome meditative uh interaction where you're you know choosing uh stems and you're good to make your own soundtrack and you just i'm like oh i want to make that how can i make that let me figure it out and we'll do it together. And then the same thing happened with saxophone. So I've, it's been a learning experience and it's one of the reasons why we're being patient with it is because just, I need patience. I need a little bit of time to learn some new things. I think yeah. that there's also a lot of, um, we've been extremely cautious around bringing on other people to the team because Steve and I are so aligned on what the vision of this is, even as it varies, like as it deviates, as Steve will bring up, some nonsense narrative idea. And I'm just like, at first, just kind of like nodding, like, okay, that sounds <laughs> like a bad idea. And then the more we talk about it, I'm just completely bought in. And I think, you know, it's because we're brothers. We just yeah. like, we we have very similar brains where our backgrounds are almost exactly the same. Yeah. And so we we both think alike and think the same things are funny and think the same things are unique and cool about this, um, that, even the people that we've talked to that are excited about this, that have offered to support this. Um, I just, you know, we're, we're cautious because we just don't want to make this something that it's not like we, we want this to be a very specific type of experience. Um, something that's, uh, that's showcasing a really uh, unique interaction, something that's really musical and focused on the music more mm -hmm. than the game, mm -hmm. something that does have a gameplay mechanic that is worthy of being called a gameplay mechanic, which is hard to do when you want to make it seemingly simple. Mm -hmm. um, and then also something that has depth. And that's the thing that we've most recently really jumped onto and been excited about is the depth of the narrative, the depth of the instruments, just like you guys are saying, like, can you play different instruments? That's something we talk about all the time. Like, like, can you just like have a store that you uh, swap out your alto for a berry and the sounds change and the visuals change? Um, 
even like, you know, beautiful visuals that like come out of the saxophone when you hit peak mode um, that really uh, allow you to utilize VR and the space that you're in. Like I've never been able to play a saxophone and have hearts pop out of the horn, but now I can. I've never been able to play saxophone and cause people to levitate in the crowd, but now I can. So like, it's so easy for us <laughs> to be like, that sounds funny and dumb, let's try it. And yeah. then Steve tries it. And then the next day we have a build with it and we're like, great, what's the next thing? So, you know, in terms of our team, I'm really happy with it being the two of us. Um, and once we start to get a polished uh, version of it, that's when we'll start to grow a bit. Anything, uh, anything that hasn't like like out the gate was garbage, and then you're like, okay, let's try it, <laughs> and then it ended up garbage. Like, is anything or or has it all been kind of been what like hasn't worked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What hasn't worked? What is what uh -huh. has been a dumpster fire so uh -huh. far? Steve, has anything not worked? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm having a hard time with that. I kind of want to say every time we've added something, uh, I mean, we had those like <laughs> twerk, the but sound that's effects. What's, oh, that's oh, what's great. No, that's what's great because the game is not the game. I know the game is serious. You guys are serious about yeah, it yeah, and taking yeah. it serious. But at its heart, you're like, this is this is. We acknowledge that this is fun and yeah, yeah. yeah. music is play. So and you can kind of get away with almost anything, and I think people will kind of be like, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, Sorry. I think you're right. It's Steve had one thing. I, yeah, he, Steve had one thing. Sorry, I, I thought. <laughs> well, and I, 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 this isn't like it won't just like a realization that like we were really interested in making the narrative a really big part of it. Um, massaging that to make it something that's entertaining and successful has been has definitely taken on iteration. One of those things being like, how long are players willing to just sit there and listen to someone gab at you? Mm. Um, so initially in the build you play, Damon, the, the sort of like narrative portion was probably a little long winded. Um, so we've just been since then just like tightening it up like crazy. Mm -hmm. So there's still a, a lot, obviously it's a narrative based game. There's a lot of that, but like what, what the, what the comedy is like comp comedic timing mm -hmm. and just, uh, you know, precise information delivery to mm. convey what's happening in the, in the narrative while also, you know, it being not too long of a of a monologue, right? Because you can't interrupt mm. them. It's just people monologuing at you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just like that, that whole, that soup of stuff that we want with a narrative game has definitely taken. Um, and and know, I would imagine, I would imagine for you guys, I mean, the, the passion that you guys speak about the project, I think comes through like very evidently. It, it sounds like you guys have such a, a strong vision of what you kind of, see this and feel this project being and so i would imagine you know you you're, you you want to take what's in your head and what you're imagining right. that feeling and and finding a way to kind of transfer that to other people and that that's probably yeah. easier said than done yeah for sure i mean what we think is funny on paper is different than what is funny in vr and yeah. even for us though though we write something down we're like that's hilarious let's put it in the game and then we put it in the game I, I think that we get a different context when we're in that world and we have somebody talking at us for even 30 seconds. It feels like an eternity in VR. Like I'm yeah. just looking at somebody talk to me for 30 seconds and that doesn't work. And especially when you have a saxophone in your hands, you're just like, why am I listening? I just want to play this. Yeah, so, yeah. so that is, yeah, that is absolutely, I mean, we look to, some great companies out there, um, Alchemy Labs and Squanch and all the folks that have made some really good, funny uh, VR games. Um, you look at them and if you if you really analyze what's happening in the scene, it is, it is very rare that somebody talks to you without you doing something for yeah. more than 10 seconds. Um, hmm. You always have something that you can do. There's something in front of you that you can grab. Um, there's something that you can do to cut them off to move on to the next thing yeah so, so that's, okay, the, yeah. that's the trial and error stuff that you figure out as you're working on this type of uh game no that's that's really interesting because one thing i don't hear from a lot of people when i'm talking about kind of vr development like i i know people are concerned about motion sickness and people getting sick from from movement but mm -hmm. i but i think it's interesting the idea that there's also a form of sickness that you get when you're still just yeah. kind of sitting in that environment. That's something that, yeah, kind of, it needs to be kind of a, a mix of, of moving, but not 
well, too just, much just movement or stand up for four TV commercials in a row. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 And by the third one, you're like, Oh man, I want to sit down. This is yeah. I, yeah. I know there's definitely like that. It's, and I think some ported games that got ported early on, it would be mm -hmm. like, just tons of talking and, and yeah. there's no way there's to a, skip it. And, there's yeah, a specific no, cadence to VR that, that, that works. That's well interesting. And, I, I, uh, I didn't think about that. There was a thread on Twitter about loading screens and how like, you know, yeah. at least in a, on a console, when you're sharing a screen, you can like pick up your phone and do something. But in VR, you're stuck. Like, what yeah. am I going to do? So that's another one of those things that we actually quite organically built in to our game is that there's no loading screens. Um, so just trying to nice. <laughs> sex now, no, no loading screens. Man, this is the this is the Half-Life Alex of saxophone game. <laughs> Already. I'm the just gonna saber, write that down real the quick. The beat saber of, of yeah. The Super Mario Brothers of Saxophone games. I mean, you just make a whole poster and that's all it is. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Um, well, yeah, like I said, I, I think the passion speaks for itself. I think it's super cool that you guys as brothers are working on this project together. And I, I think it's amazing that you're able to find a project to, to I mean, you said you're, are you in California still or uh, uh, John, Jonathan? Nashville, Nashville Jonathan's and, in, in Boston. In Boston. Okay. So you're in Boston. So, so you guys are, are, are far away from each other yet still able to, to work on this project so much. And I think that's so cool. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's a passion project or at least that's what it started as for us. Um, yeah. We were just saying, this is so funny. This is so us, we have to make it. And yeah, I, I mean, when we started working on this, we both lived in Boston and since he's moved to Nashville, it hasn't really broken our strides here. If anything, it's, we've had to be more purposeful um, about meeting up and checking in on, you know, the tasks that we have on, on our plate to get this thing done. So it's been great for us as brothers to just like, Hey, how's the family? Hey, uh, how's your new dog situation? Oh, it doesn't sound that great. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> isn't it like a side note, but isn't it so crazy that with like all the pandemic and all, all that kind of stuff, how uh, distances, in some ways feel like they've got shrunk a little bit. Like mm -hmm. at least, at least when it, when it comes to me working with, uh, with people that are farther away or, or getting in touch with family, it, I know video conferencing and all of that existed pre COVID, yeah. but for some reason, because now you're interacting with more and more people in your own city via those methods, somehow it's become even more accessible to, to work with people from afar. So I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I've been I, working, I think that's cool. I've been working remotely since moving to Nashville, and that was one of those things that blew me away. Just like, oh, I can work with anybody from anywhere in the world all day long. Yeah, and like, and at that point, it's just like, wait, why do we move to Nashville? <laughs> 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 no, because like you want to play music, people. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. But um, it's been yeah. beautiful to like get to work with Jonathan and I, you know, uh. At, you know, half a half a country away, and mm -hmm. it feel like we're just in, doing the same thing we've always been doing with game yeah. development. It's awesome. Well, I know Zane; he's our other co-host. He really wanted to be on the call, but because uh, he's a musician himself, so it would have been really interesting. Oh, to, cool. Yeah, but so, but he he kind of made the same kind of. He used to be in Chicago here, where I am. Yeah. And he moved, he made the move with his family a few months to to go out to to California because he wants to to do For more sure. music related stuff uh, in LA. So. So yeah, but it's so so I get it like in terms of moving to the location and everything. But yeah, it's it's crazy how much you're able to do from anywhere now. So hey, I, I had one question. So let's say we go off in the future, the games come out, um, <laughs> and uh, of course some YouTuber, some big you know YouTube stars, they'll be probably just like Beat Saber. Mm -hmm. gonna, they're <laughs> playing it. It's great. It's funny. Um, is the what is and I, and I hate that question when people you know you're working on something that's not out and that's not my question you're working <laughs> on something that's out it's out um what is the thing that how do you want to feel do you want to feel like more people get into playing saxophone which i know harmonics and rock band more kids got into playing guitar right and singing mm -hmm. and playing drums because my wife doesn't play drums but she can play a badass electronic drum set because of oh, rock yeah. band because she played i mean we didn't have kids so she played hours and hours and hours and hours i went mm -hmm. and bought the 400 amazing rock band uh, drum set yeah so i i think that more kids got into music because of that and is that any motivation or is that any forethought of like yeah people are gonna be like i played the virtual version now i want to play the real thing 
Um, can I field that one? Because that's a fun one to answer. Um, I would say absolutely we don't care what anyone else thinks about this game, and we're just making it for ourselves. But but also, absolutely, we are hyper excited about like the authenticity of this thing and how it basically is like you're playing a pentatonic scale on the saxophone with an octave key and a bunch of other crazy things that make it feel real. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and we've gotten some awesome approval uh, on that, on that uh, assumption from like great saxophone players like Jeff Coffin and David Binney, a few others that like are some of my heroes. Like we've been able to show them this thing and be like, that is, that's, that's amazing. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That that's what you know. Because yeah. everything that comes <laughs> out, if the people that do it don't are turned off by it, that's a big red flag. And if the people that are actually out there doing it, that's a big that's and, a and big these are guys like, that, like bright don't shining care, light. They don't care about VR. Yeah. At yeah. All. yeah. Like yeah. They, and wow. they, they they were able to experience it be like, oh yeah, this is crazy. This, this never exists. So they have a little those those folks in particular have little cameos in even the demo version oh, of nice. our game. That's awesome. And that's if we, awesome. you know, obviously we're, we'd like to sort of fully feature them. That's cool. Um, but like, I don't know, like, yeah, I think that if kids get into saxophone, that's kind of a hilarious side effect of what this <laughs> thing is. But, you know, we're keeping saxophone our... Saxophone sales are just... <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> at, at, at the very, very least, I hope that there are more videos like some of the ones I saw. I think it was either... I think it was Jonathan's Twitter uh, when I was adding you guys, but I saw like some some awesome videos of you playing the game like in a, oh, in a cafe. Yeah. That actually like, wasn't me. That was, that was somebody that walked up and just yeah. tried it. Oh, uh, man. I, think, I think the video you're talking about is the guy that was playing it and starts leaning back. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. He must've been like some Yogi dude because <laughs> he literally leaned back to the point where he was laying on the floor and just playing the saxophone, people all walking by, just like, what is <laughs> happening <laughs> going on? So, so at the very least, if we get some more videos like that, I, I, yeah, think, that's I think the game's a success. Mission accomplished. Basically. Also, I, I made a mode called, well, it's like a performance kind of mode where, you know, the Quest has like an eighth an eighth inch jack. Yeah, in yeah. It. So you yeah. can plug it in and like plug it into an amp and you can bring it to your, your gig. And yeah, play saxophone. Amazing. That was one of my questions. Yeah, public performance. You can. Yeah, I have a mode specifically oh, for that. So freaking. That's I, amazing. I, I've been doing a lot of videos on Instagram, putting it through my pedal board. It's awesome. It's so yeah. stupid awesome. Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the craziest thing. Is like this is an instrument. Like yeah. this is. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that have made unique virtual interactions for virtual instruments. Um, there's even like Imogen Heap has those gloves where she can like make crazy cool music sounds. And um, she's actually worked with the Wave, um, the, uh, the Wave VR, and now it's just Wave, um, mm. folks that do the live VR concerts um, and using those gloves to make music. And so this is just another, and I really do think that we should call it an instrument. It yeah. is. Oh yeah. yeah instrument because it's a unique input um that makes music and yeah. change out the samples to make it you know it doesn't need to be a saxophone it can be any sound um but the input is it almost feels analog in the way that yeah. you have control over so many different things over scoops over different um uh a di like the varied notes that you can go up and down it actually does give you a lot of control within a very small amount of button schemes um, so, you know, it's, we look at it as a game first and something that people can buy and play and try out and laugh at and say, that was cool. But also, you know, there's this whole other side to it that is like, yeah. we think this is a very unique and legitimate interaction that people that understand what's happening are going to go crazy over. Yeah, that's, that's really amazing. I mean, it's those fundamentals that I think, like, if you have the, the, if the underlying system that the interaction is fun right. and unique and, and interesting, then I think whatever, you know, you're able to layer on top of it will just be gravy to the, <laughs> so. Well, those, yeah. like those 2016 VR games, uh, like say super hot, mm -hmm. like a punch and it kind oh, of feels like right. a gun, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. let's make a game where, and I'm not, and I love super hot, but yeah. let's make a game where you can punch, it's room scale and it, it feels like a gun mm -hmm. and it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And everything else kind of worked out I think a lot of people kind of said, well, what does this immediately feel like? And man, that feel, I didn't even realize it, but then when we were there and you showed us and it was just like, yeah, that, 
that's cool. That makes sense. I mean, I think super hot example of yeah. it's it's that's one of the most unique experiences that it started as a non VR game as a console yeah. PC game. And I think it had some acclaim, but it didn't have nearly as much as it did when they ported to VR. No, and, and the real reason was that interaction in VR was so much better than you could control with a mouse and keyboard mm -hmm. or control. Yep. Um, because you felt like you were in the matrix. Yeah. And, and, and it's a, and it's a, it's an analog feel similar to kind of what yeah. you guys are. It literally, yeah. you're, you're, you're moving time according to your body in a way that feels so much more granular in VR than it would. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And saxophone would not work on console. So before you even ask, we're not porting it to console. <laughs> PS5, VR, PS5, VR2. No, no way. Awesome. Hey guys, just sorry, I do have to split. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I. I was anyway. literally just about to end it now here at the one okay, hour cool. mark. So, so yeah, perfect timing. Thank you both for for joining us again. Really yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Jonathan. I'm yeah. big fans, and we're we're very much excited about anything you guys are putting out. And I, Re I real I quick before we just end it, um, for people out there that are interested in following what you guys are doing and, and to kind of follow up on when the game is announced, yeah. um, how should people follow the project? Yep. You can uh, follow Steve and I on Twitter and Instagram um, at I'm at first chair Sachs, uh and Steve's at Steve Pardo. Um, yep. You can also check out uh, thepardobrothers.com and saxophonevr.com. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, yeah, we wish you the best of luck and I can't wait to play it. We'll awesome. keep in touch. We'll send, we'll send you guys a bill whenever it's public. We'll let you guys right. know. Really we appreciate it. Take to. care. Thank awesome. you so much, guys. Peace. Thank you. Thanks.